Welcome everybody to Titans Talk. We've got a ton of things to talk about tonight. Day one of free agency. Landon, we signed three guys uh, and we re-signed uh, Kenny Vaccaro. What what guy jumps out to you as the biggest surprise? I think the biggest surprise was probably Cameron Wick. Just because Adam Humphreys was a high-tier he was a viable receiver candidate in the offseason because there weren't that many good receivers this year. And Saffold was one of the top guards, and we needed both those positions. And we all thought Vaccaro would come back just because cutting Cyprian would pay for his new contract. Right. And I would just wasn't really sure when and if we'd sign any edge players, aside from the top guys. And I like signing Cam- Cameron Wake. It's a one-year deal and maybe a bit more. It's not going to hurt us long-term, and he's a good veteran. Right. He's we'll good go depth. Through, we'll go through each of these a little bit later uh, and talk about the specifics. But I think most Titans fans know at this point, yesterday we um, came to an agreement. Of course, none of these deals will be uh, uh, sort of official until tomorrow. But Adam Humphreys, uh, slot receiver, previously uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, signed uh, yesterday. Cameron Wake, the longtime Miami Dolphins defensive end. Uh, came to terms with this unofficially today. Obviously, yesterday, re-signed Kenny Vaccaro. And uh, also, Roger Saffold. Uh, so, Lamb, those are our four biggest signings. Yes, we've, we overpaid probably for each of those guys to a certain degree, although Vaccaro's deal seemed uh, you know very reasonable to me. But I, I think we paid a premium on a, like a first, second day of free agency. But honestly, we had the money. I liked us being aggressive. It filled uh, three big needs we had. And that's the thing. It filled needs. Uh, none of these guys are going to hamstring us in the future. That's the thing about NFL salary caps is, you know, these aren't guaranteed. They're easy to get out of. Very few teams actually get up against the cap. I just like us being aggressive. Uh, I've heard some negative things. Uh, online about Adam Humphreys getting $9 million a year. Essentially, it's a little more than two years guaranteed at $9 million a year. But I'll be sitting in my seat next year if we hadn't done this, and uh, I would I would look to you or Big Fella and say, you know, why didn't we overpay to get a guy that can catch? You know, at certain times last year, we could have really used him. I, I've said this before. Richard Matthews was exactly who, who we needed, and he quit on us, essentially. So I, I think it's really aggressive. Saffold is a big body. He stayed healthy. I know he had some weird uh, shoulder thing that uh, he wasn't. He didn't get that deal in 2014 when he was supposed to go to the Raiders. But you know, he's played in pretty much uh, every game in his career. I like them being aggressive towards the interior offensive line. I like, I like him a lot more than Spain yeah. coming back. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's a better player. I mean, he's played, obviously, uh, well for the Rams. I don't know what they're going to do to replace him. I thought they had uh, issues, uh, and they're not going to have their center or their left guard coming back. But, you know, uh, it's not just me being um, glass half full because I'm a Titans fan. I, I can appreciate the aggressiveness. After years of, hey, why didn't we look at this guy or that guy? Yeah, we did this, but Lennon, there are easily four or five other signings that teams have made that uh, they tremendously are a bit suspect. Overpaid. Yeah, it's like we're yeah. going to give $14 million a year to a non-pass rushing linebacker. We didn't do anything like that. This came yeah, I think we got four Go ahead. I think we got four relatively reasonable deals 
that won't hurt us long term long term yeah i think the cameron white thing was uh maybe the bigger head head scratcher for me uh at first but in the money we're giving him was it uh supposedly three years and what was the money there it was about 23 million but the guaranteed money is just one year 10 million Yes, yeah, so one or year 11. to Cameron Wake. At first, that's a bit of a head-scratcher, but he played 45% of Miami's defensive stat snaps last year, which was second on that team as far as a d- defensive end standpoint. He played a lot. He had six sacks, so he didn't have a ton of sacks. But the previous year, I think he'd have 13. Uh, I think he could be a pretty good rotational depth uh, pass rusher. Uh, Definitely. I could see him seeing the field. So for that amount, you know, I like It's not I like terrible. It. I like I like Harold Landry learning things from Cameron Wake too. Sometimes I think that's an overrated thing, but I just like the idea of us just kind of going for it. Adam Humphreys uh, is going to be he's a self-made player. I mean, this is an NFL tryout guy, and uh, but the guy wants to be here. Obviously, he has a connection to um, to John Robinson, of course, from when uh, Robinson was uh, in the front office uh, in Tampa Bay the two years prior to to coming to us three seasons ago. I don't know. Let's go through each of these. Um, what impact do you expect uh, Adam Humphreys to have immediately for the Titans in the in 2019? Well, now, opposite Corey Davis, we have a guy who can actually catch the ball if it's right on the money, so I'll take that any day of the week. We didn't really have a true slot receiver. We just had a couple of guys that could kind of rotate in and out, but it seemed the majority of our roster kind of seemed more so suited to be an outside receiver. And he's a smaller, short, who's deceptively quick and all the jokes about white receivers but he, i think he'll be a good dependable third down option for mariota in the center of the field which outside of kendall wright he's hasn't really had a true good slot receiver in this time here well he is that and i know tampa bay's defense is different offenses is a little bit different from ours they open it up a little bit more but last year 76 receptions 816 yards average almost 11 yards per catch uh, and had five touchdowns. So and only one drop in eighty-one targets. He's twenty-five years old. Uh, yeah, so he's really reliable guy. He's a good target um, per catch um, ratio. Doesn't drop a lot of passes. Pretty excited to see this guy. I think he'll be a fan favorite. People like him. He's a hardworking guy. He's from Spartanburg, South Carolina. He's uh, he's from not 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 too far from here. I just think it's gonna. It's going to work really well. I, I love seeing them, this front office and this team, go after guys and take chances. I really like it. They feel like they're in win-now mode. They want to put everything around uh, Mariota that they can. I love Saffold because I just love any extra body on the offensive line. I feel like, obviously, we look at – there aren't counting stats for those guys except for penalties, which he's not heavily penalized. We look at pro football focus. I know that's not an end-all, but – it's and something. Other advanced stats. I mean, the guy is a above-average guard. He's 30 years old, but I, I think he's got a, a lot of good football in him. What else? As far as these four guys, Vaccaro, Wake, Humphreys, Saffold, any other thoughts? Saffold? Well, I, I feel Humphreys will be solidified as our number three receiving threat behind Davis and Walker, assuming Walker's healthy. is a patchwork to our interior offensive line, which was terrible this last season. It's a big reason why Mariota got hurt. Vaccaro filled in well for Cyprian when Cyprian got hurt. And he and Bayard are buddies. And I think they're higher in safety tandem in this league. Yeah. And then Cameron Wake, we didn't, outside of Landry and a couple depth guys, we didn't really have much at the edge or defensive end position. So 
any veteran depth to me is a good thing. And since it's a one-year deal, it's not it's not that big of a deal. Right. Long term. Well, Lane, let's get to the big news. Uh, one of the bigger trades uh, in the NFL uh, in the last few years, uh, bigger in my mind, way bigger than the Antonio Brown trade because I think we were, we expected Antonio we Brown to go. Expected this, and we've heard some things about Odell Beckham Jr. Here it happens today. Tell us about the deal. All right. So there were rumors last year. And just kind of seemed like the media was trying to drum up controversy and attention because nothing came of it, and Beckham signed his new deal. Then it crept up a little, and it just kind of I brushed it off, and a lot of people brushed it off, just because we'd already been through that same song and dance. And then, in about 24 hours since the news, bro- since that initial news broke, Odell Beckham is in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield and his old college teammate Jarvis Landry, and all Cleveland gave up was. Their first this year, pick 17. Mm-hmm. Their later third, and Jabril Peppers, who they drafted two years ago, who's been decent. But I wouldn't say he's a big-name player that kind of makes up for the lack of draft value they're getting for Beckham. Yeah, he didn't. He doesn't jump out at me as anything. I didn't love him at Michigan, and, and I think he's good, not great. Like you mentioned, they have two third-round picks this year to the, the Browns, so they just gave their second third-round pick. Number 17 overall. How do you think that might affect us picking two picks later? Uh, how do you think the Giants making that pick instead of the Browns, how do you think that affects the Titans? Well, I feel, I, well, I'll say to an extent this helps us because since New York has two picks now, mm-hmm. it makes a lot more sense at either their first pick or their second pick to take a quarterback. I know like Dwayne Haskins seems like a good choice at six if he's there. But if the if they don't, a guy like Daniel Jones could be there at seventeen. And pretty much I expect New York to take a quarterback in the first round, which means that premium talent at another position that we have a need for is gonna to fall to us. That's gonna make every time fan really happy. That's an excellent, excellent point. So where the Browns had no chance of picking a quarterback, um, the Giants do. So and that hopefully will push a positional player down to us so and, and the thing is cleveland had several similar needs to us that where they could swoop a player right before he gets to us True. like interior offensive line defensive tackle receiver all positions we both have a need for to an extent right and any top player that fell to 17 was probably gonna go right before us because cleveland would want them so this just kind of opens up a new dimension for John Robinson. How do you think it affects the draft itself that the Browns now don't have a first-round pick? I I sort of expected Cleveland is, is not too far. I think it's about eight and a half hours, I'd say, from Nashville. When you and I and, and Big Fellow were in Philly two years ago, tons of Cleveland fans, even after a disastrous year and they had the number one pick, I expected to see a lot of Cleveland fans uh, here in Nashville. Do you think we'll see less, or it'll change the, uh, the the dynamic in that way? One of the as bad as they've been, one of the premier fan bases in sports. Do you do you expect to see less of them in Nashville now? I think there'll be a little bit less, just because the allure of seeing a guy taking the first round. So in theory, the seventeenth best prospect, really good player. If you're at the draft, then that's a great selling point. But at the same time, they've kind of, it's a bit early to say they've been reborn and they're, they've risen up from whatever they were the last decade or whatnot. But any Cleveland fan that comes to Nashville isn't going to be swayed away just because they don't have the 17th pick. The 17th pick. That's true. 
I think after this trade, they might come just to make a victory tour. They'll be really pumped about their team. Expectations will be high. Yeah, and then when pick 17 comes up, we'll hear screams that the Browns pick Odell Beckham. And they'll just be having a great time here in Nashville. Oh, it's going to be something. Now, I'm going to feel differently than a lot of people, and and and, and I'm sure you, Landon, but this is not – it's not like um, – you know, people are going to say this is just an absolute win and an A-plus trade for Cleveland. But I'm naturally conservative. I'm a CPA. I guess that's just part of how I'm wired. Beckham Jr. has played 16 games in the last two seasons. He's played in half of the games that the Giants played. I worry about his ability. A lot of these guys you'll see uh, at this position just have trouble staying on the field. Now, I know as far as the money is paid, a lot of this guaranteed money was uh, not a lot of it, but, you know, a big portion of it was already paid. So his contract isn't killer. They did give up 17 and 95 and peppers. So you people are, I think the reaction the next couple of days is going to be like, oh, my goodness, this or that. But I, he only makes about 14, 14 million right, a year. Right. So Beckham obviously had uh, his second and third season in this league were big. But I don't know. What do you think, Lane? Is this in? In an A plus trade for Cleveland, the odds that the 17th pick, I think it's an A plus just if you're comparing the value because a late third and Jabril Peppers have the same impact that Odell Beckham does, assuming he's not missing every other game like he has been the past couple seasons. It's obvious that Beckham is much better of an asset to a team, and obviously for Cleveland, they've got Baker Mayfield four more years on a rookie deal. So they can afford to pay Beckham this $14 million, which for a top-end receiver isn't really even that much. Antonio Brown makes, I believe it's around 19 Mike Evans makes more than this. Mm-hmm. So in theory, they're paying a fringe top-three receiver, and That's they didn't give point. up that yeah. many assets Those for him. Points. You can talk yourself into this trade for them, just the risk of, even with the risk of his, um, of his recent injury history. Uh, just the idea of the this, this shift, a guy like this would want to go to the Browns. That shows a lot, and I think it's going to be good for those fans. So we'll see how it goes. Beckham is 26 years old, so they could go on a bit of a run here. This, if this goes right, Landon, this could go very right. This could go like they've got like big three right because I really like Nick Chubb, and and I, yeah. I think that they could they could really be set up. Now we'll see. A lot of this is going to absolutely hinge like this league does on. Uh, the performance of the quarterback. So we'll see what kind of move uh, Mayfield makes as a sophomore uh, in the NFL. That's that's the big crux of this. But got to be excited for Cleveland. They didn't do. You got to be ecstatic. Like, I thought if they would get this guy, to be like, oh, but they gave up this or that. You know, seventeen. No, nothing after this year. I, they got to be thrilled for the Giants. Yeah. Uh, walk walk me through the the best you can uh, kind of think like what. What what reason does Dave, did Dave Gettleman have for uh, for making this trade? Well, just I'm going to jump back to Cleveland real fast as a parting word. They, Mayfield and Beckham are both signed for the next four years. Cleveland, things look pretty good for you. And then, for, obviously, he's pretty much the definition of a diva wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He's got he's got an attitude. He he isn't unselfish. He's not Larry Fitzgerald or Julio Jones. He's hurt a good bit. He signed a bigger contract, but at the same time, for a player of his stature, it's not that big of a deal. And with Eli being near the end of his career, they have Barkley, who they seem to be content with riding a lot. And it's kind of a trans. It's kind of a transition era now. So, in th- getting a first, a third, 
and a, a safety to replace the hole that Landon Collins left. They think that the next two years, maybe, are just kind of a bridge year where they're kind of stuck in purgatory and they don't really accomplish much. They might as well get another asset so that they can build up this team for the post-Eli years where Beckham might not have as much of an impact after these bridge years. Excellent point. So you see it there. I, I did wish they would have gotten maybe more value. But, you know, you see how they maybe culturally and uh, attitude-wise want to make a change. I think they want to be kind of a, a gritty, no-nonsense team. The culture uh, thing Gettleman, is big. Yeah, I think Dave Gettleman sees himself as uh, as that type, and I think the moves they're going to make, I think they think they're just getting started on kind of revamping the talent on this team. And I just thought and maybe they'll just they'll – just, it was bold, but we'll see. I, this could yeah. work out for both. I mean, if he becomes a big star in Cleveland, it's going to be hard for Giants fans. But I could see this working moderately for both. But, boy, it's going to be really yeah. interesting to see. <clears throat> and, it, and since they'll likely take a rookie rookie quarterback this year, obviously the culture impact of having your second-best player being a head case and selfish to an extent, I'm sure Gettleman wouldn't want that to happen in all likelihood, so that's another factor you have to look at. Right, uh, yeah. it, it really just depends on what they do with the picks, really. Because if they... So if they take the best defensive player or offensive lineman with, the, with their first, and then they get a guy like Daniel Jones at 17, and he develops mm. into the Ooh, successor to Eli, the idea of them taking it makes Daniel, a lot more sense. Daniel Jones at 17 after watching his tape. Wow, surely not. I think Drew Locke maybe at 17. I think he'll go higher than that. But regardless, that's a couple of ifs for things to go out well for New York. And when there's a lot of ifs, that's from a face value, that's not a good trade. No, it, it isn't. And I just wonder if they didn't like any of the quarterbacks last last season, they're going to pick one of these guys. I don't know. Uh, I I'd still I still think maybe Haskins at six. It, it just uh, They know something. They've made a decision we don't know yet. It's just really curious about who's going to be their quarterback moving forward because that that's going to be the big thing. And, and I respect them not, you know, liking one of these guys but uh, last year, but it's just so hard. They were right there at two, so they kind of had their pick. And you kind of – you see teams in the last five or six years that just were afraid to pick that guy, like the Browns, uh, for a while. And then they wind up missing uh, out on guys like – you know, Wentz, for instance. So sometimes you just got to be bold. And I just don't know when they're going to be – because right now at six, they don't really control their destiny. Somebody else might. If they do like one of these guys, six is no guarantee. So just a lot of interesting things. It's going to be really interesting to see kind of where the Giants go here. There's a um, good rookie quarterback in New York that they could have taken, Sam Darnold. But that's the thing, th- they took Barkley. They weren't bold enough to do that. So And, I, of course, I was – I thought they made a big mistake. Of course, you all know how I think about that. Quarterback is so important that I think you got to even be willing to, to swing and miss sometimes. I think it was more bold to take Barkley than Darnold just because Absolutely. Darnold was the like the odds-on favorite. Everyone had him as quarterback one, so when Mayfield went, it was just a no-brainer that Darnold was, was going to go there. And they said, Darnold is our QB1, but they didn't do it. It was bold in a sense, but since they knew they would get almost assured to get more productivity – from Barkley early, I think they, they did that. But I, I just don't think that's what the draft is about. Uh, all due respect to, to Barkley. Land, let's uh, turn a corner here and let's talk about I, – I think some people are going to accuse the Titans of overpaying, and I think they did to a certain degree, but they're being aggressive. I think they feel like they're a, a playoff team or better now. They want to fill holes. Get, give me some players and some teams that you think really overspend and maybe jeopardize their – 
future buying power by just kind of panicking and giving some some good players great player money. I will say the biggest thing to me is Landon Collins going to the Redskins both hurt Washington's future and it hurt us because now the Kevin Byard extension is now even more complicated. Byard, I think, is a better player than Collins. Would we really pay f- over 14 a year for a safety when we're already paying 6.5 for Vaccaro? I think some people would balk at you saying um, that Byard is a better player than Collins. But Collins is really, really good for what he does. But he's a box safety. And so I think just by nature, he's a little more limited in what he's able to do as far as throughout the field. So in, in, a, in a way, I don't agree with you. In a way, I do. But I just think, as it comes to Byard, I know you were, you were texting us about this and kind of worried about what this means because the safety market had been kind of pushed down and that was looking good for us. But I, I still think, like they, like the Giants could have, uh, uh, they could have franchised Landon Collins for what eleven and a half million dollars, and they about that. we're still going to be in maybe that twelve million dollar range. So I, I just think that we're gonna. We're going to use that franchise tag, and I think we're going to buy some time. If we can't come to $12 million or less or something, I think we'll pay him well, but he's not going to get free agent market money from us if he doesn't actually hit free agency. You've got to do something like this. But, yeah, $45 million guaranteed for Atlanta Collins. He is a good player, but there's so many good safeties in this league right now. I just, I'm with you. I did not understand that. And, and I, Tyron I Matthew – Capitalized on that because he got three three years, forty two million, so about the same per year. Three years guaranteed. That's a lot of money for him because if you watched um, last year, if you watched, he was, he was a good player, not a great player. Their their playmaker uh, in their defensive backfield uh, last year was Reed, the rookie, like a poor man's Clayus Campbell. But I, I think that was a big time overpay too. And I was on this podcast two days ago saying that I I think Trey Flowers is like a short Clayus Campbell. I think for $14 million, you got to have a guy who's a playmaker. So I like the Honey Badger or the formerly the Honey Badger or whatever, but $17, $16, 17000000 dollars a year. Uh, wow, that's a lot of money. Uh, what did you I'm glad we didn't pursue him. Well, it would have been nice to have him, but that is yeah, a, that is, but at that I mean, money, though. That is a ton of money. So, yeah, you wonder about this. And uh, obviously, like the Lions, Justin Coleman – $36 million contract to be a nickel. It's just uh, the money gets thrown around here. Uh, uh, I, Yeah, we, we threw some money around too. We we played, we paid some good players, really good player money. But I still like the flexibility of, of our deals, and I like the holes that they fill. Quan Alexander getting $27 million guaranteed. I, you know what I think about linebackers. So, like, there are a lot of good safeties. There are a lot of good off-ball linebackers. I don't know that I understand that. San Francisco is, is one big head-scratcher to me yeah. anyways and that cg mosley contract is just as head scratching to me oh easily because he's making 17 a year for five years yeah on average trent brown i really like but i mean this is a guy that anybody in the league could have had last year 36 million guaranteed they're they're desperate uh oakland after the trade of uh of uh Osimile, but i certainly hope that works out for them that's a lot of money so when you look at it in the context of that, pretty much to get a guy on day one or two, you got to overpay. I feel like at least we got guys that aren't killer contracts for us yeah. and really ha- hamstring us. Those really mostly don't exist in the NFL anyway. And the thing with our four signings is they're all pretty much guaranteed two years of their deal. So right. if something catastrophic happens with them, 
it's only two seasons that we're hamstrung. All these top guys usually have three years guaranteed of their of their value. That's a really good point because it, you can see the vision there that they they're they're getting guys, but they're not going to really hurt their long term flexibility, especially if we uh, if we um, if we lock up if Mariota has a good year and we we have to lock him up. You can kind of see the the vision there. Landon, as we wrap up, of who else is left in free agency? If we pick up another guy, who do you have in mind? Who's on your wish list now? Probably the top guy is Timmy Jernigan, the defensive tackle formerly of Philly. He got hurt early this year, and now he's a free agent. But he was instrument—he was an instrumental big man on the interior for when they won the Super Bowl. And since Cameron Wake is more of an end or a pass rusher, and we still need another big body inside with Casey. I think Jernigan makes a lot of sense next to Casey. That's another hill that another hole that's filled, so we don't have to focus on that in the draft to an extent, and we have more freedom on what we want to do. That's a good one. Uh, for me, it's Austin Safarian Jenkins, who we talked about before on this podcast. I'd love to, to bring in some tight end depth. Guys, uh, that'll wrap up uh, our first two days of free agency uh, sort of uh, emergency podcast. We'll be back with you in a few days, and we'll wrap everything up. Thanks.